Hi, this is Pastor Tom Holliday, and I want to welcome you to our Drive Time Devotion Study of the Epistle of James, an incredible book in the Bible that tells us, well, if I had to tell you the book of James in two words, it would be faith works. James tells us how faith works in daily life. I used to have, a long time ago, a can opener that didn't work. I still remember it. It barely cut. Halfway through, the can would drop off. You'd have to stick it back on. And at the end, you'd have to whack the thing in the side to get it to stop running. I got used to it not working. I just sort of automatically would catch the can, put it back on, whack it in the side, not even think about it after a while. Sometimes we just we just put up with things that don't work like they should. Here's the encouragement of this letter from the from the brother of Jesus Christ, James. We should never put up with a faith that doesn't work. We should never put up with a faith that doesn't work. Here's what, here's what James says at the very beginning of this letter. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. These words in the first verse help us to begin to introduce all that we're going to study these next few weeks together as we look through James. Who was James? This is not James the Apostle. You might remember one of the apostles, the 12 that followed Jesus, was named James. He was killed for his faith at the beginning of the book of Acts. This was a different James. This was James, the brother of Jesus Christ, or more theologically accurately, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. Jesus' father was God and mother was Mary. James, his father was Joseph and his mother was Mary. He grew up in the family of Jesus. I don't know if you know much about the family of Jesus. Matthew chapter 13 Verse, verse 55 and into verse 56 tells us about the earthly family of Jesus. Here's what it says. Some people were talking about Jesus and they said, isn't this the carpenter's son? And isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? They list four brothers. And aren't all his sisters with us? Well, the fact that they talk about two sisters, they don't name Jesus' sisters, but the fact that they talk about sisters means he had at least two. And here they're listed four half-brothers, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. And God used Jesus' family. His brother Judas wrote a book, a book in the New Testament. It's named Jude. His brother James wrote a book, a book in the New Testament. It's named, obviously, James. And it's the book that we're beginning to study together today. As you and I read through the New Testament, there's some things that we learn about James, the earthly brother of Jesus Christ. We, we learn that he struggled with doubt. He struggled with belief. In John chapter 7, he and the other family members of Jesus struggled with believing in Jesus because, well, they'd grown up in his family, and they expected Jesus to do certain things in certain ways. And when he didn't, they struggled with believing. We learn also that James was present on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 1. When the first church started, James was there. So something had happened. Something had happened between that time of doubt when James was watching Jesus in his earthly ministry and this time when the church started. What had happened was the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And obviously, based on that, James had begun to believe. In fact, 1 Corinthians 15, 7 tells us that James was one of those who had a personal meeting with the resurrected Lord. Can you imagine that? He'd grown up in his family. And now he's meeting with Jesus and they're talking about what it means for Jesus to be the Lord of the universe. I can't imagine all that they said, but it changed, changed James' life. In fact, it changed his life to the extent that James became, we read about this throughout the book of Acts, he became the leader of the Jerusalem church. The first church that started, the church in Jerusalem, 
that had mostly Jewish believers in it because there were mostly Jews in Jerusalem, James became the leader of that church. You can read about that in Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 15. He was one of the strongest leaders in the early church. God used him in incredible ways. And yet, in spite of all of that we've just said, here's what James says about himself in James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is amazing. I don't know about you, but if I grew up in Jesus's family, first thing I'd put in my resume is James, the brother of Jesus Christ. But that's not what he says. He says, James, a servant of God. He calls himself a bond servant rather than a half brother. That says a lot about his heart. That says a lot about his humility. That says a lot about James. James writes as a servant of God. And he writes too, it says in these first verses, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings, he says. Now, who are these 12 tribes? Well, if you've done some study of the Old Testament, you know that these are the 12 tribes of the Jewish nation descended from the sons of Jacob. The tribes of Simeon and Gad and Asher and Naphtali and Benjamin. All those tribes that were named after those sons became the Jewish nation. And so when he talks about the 12 tribes, he's talking about Israel, the nation of Israel. And when James says to those who are scattered, it's an indication of where the letter's being written from and who it's being written to. Jerusalem was the center of Jewish life. And, and the tribes that were scattered were the people that were outside of Jerusalem, outside of Israel. So he's writing to the, well, what's called the diaspora, the people that were scattered throughout all the Roman Empire, the Jews who were seeking to follow Jesus Christ. They'd come to Jesus Christ. They were seeking to follow him. Their heritage was a Jewish heritage. And James is writing to encourage their faith. Remember, as I said earlier, this church in Jerusalem that James led and was leading, it was mostly Jewish believers because, again, mostly Jews in Jerusalem. And so James was the leader of the Jewish community, even as Paul was the leader of the Gentile Christians. And he's writing to encourage their faith. I want to just give you the next few minutes before we jump into the next verses of James tomorrow, a brief outline of what we see and an understanding of the kind of book that James is. If I was going to describe James as a book, I would call it Working Instructions for the Christian Life. It really is about how faith works to make a difference, a daily difference in our lives. Uh, just a quick outline. Here's where we're going to go in the, in the days to come. James 1, 1 to 12 talks about how faith works when you have problems and when you have doubts. James 1, 13 to 18 talks about how faith works when you're tempted. You need faith to work when you're tempted. James 1, 19 to 27 talks about how faith works to change your actions. James 2, 1 to 13 talks about how faith works in your relationships. And then in James 2, verses 14 to 26, we get this long description of faith and works that you may have heard a lot about in, in the book of James. Faith without works is dead. And James describes why faith, real faith, is something that truly works, that makes a difference in our lives. And then he goes on to show some other ways that faith makes a difference. James 3, verses 1 to 12, talks about how faith works to tame your tongue. Who doesn't need that one? James 3, 13 to 18, faith works when you have envy. James 4, first 12 verses, faith works when you have quarrels. James 4, the last uh, verses 13 to 17, faith works when you're hit by pride. James 5, 1 to 6, faith works to handle greed. James 5, 7 to 12, faith works when you need patience. This is real stuff. Envy, quarrels, pride, greed, I need patience. These are the things you and I face in everyday life. And faith works at those points of life. And James ends... James 5, 13 to 20, 
by talking about how faith works when you pray. If I had to pick out a key verse in this letter of James, I'd say it would be James 1.22. Do not fool yourselves by just listening to the word. Instead, put it into practice. The, the key word is practice. James is a, is a how-to book on Christian living. It teaches you how to be a doer of the word. Many people have called the book of James the, the Proverbs of the New Testament. You know that Proverbs in the Old Testament is a wisdom book. It's filled with short statements of God's wisdom for our daily lives. And you're going to find a lot of that as we walk through the, the book of James, the letter of James. A lot of wisdom, short statements about how God wants to work his wisdom into our daily lives. It's called the book of Proverbs of the New Testament. But when I look at James, you know what I see? I see the teaching of Jesus Christ. James had listened to his brother. He listened to Jesus, his Lord. And that teaching is reflected in James. In fact, just as, as, as one picture of this, it's interesting to compare what's said in James to what's said in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' teaching there. Let me just give you a few quick comparisons. James 1.4 talks about these things being written so that we may be mature and complete. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, he is saying these things so that we can be perfect and mature as our Heavenly Father is perfect. In James 1.12, we get a beatitude. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Jesus' beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, blessed, blessed are those who are persecuted. In James 1.22, we just talked about, James says, be a doer of the word. In the Sermon on the Mount, towards the end of the sermon, Jesus said, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, that's the person who's like the man who built his house on a rock. In James chapter 2, verse 5, James says God has chosen the poor to be rich in faith and inherit the kingdom. And in the Beatitudes, Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. In James 2, 8, whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles at one point, James talks about. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments. In James 2, judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who's not been merciful. In Matthew 7, in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged. You need to have mercy, Jesus said. In fact, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, Jesus said, simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. And James in chapter 5, verse 12 says, above all my brothers, don't swear either by heaven or earth or anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you'll be condemned. James is just sharing the teaching of Jesus Christ and showing how it can work in our everyday lives. James is all about how to put into practice the teaching of Jesus in your life. That's what I want. That's what I believe you want. So as we start this study of James together, let's pray that, that that is exactly what Jesus would do in our lives. Jesus, thank you for faith. It is real. And it changes. It changes everything. It changes eternity. Or we want our faith to make a difference in our life today. A difference in the way that we handle our problems and our temptations and our relationships and the things that are happening around us and the things that are happening inside of us. We want our faith to work to make a difference. So I pray, we pray together, that this book of James would show us how to live out the life that you have for us, Jesus. Not on our own strength or power, but how to live it out trusting in you, putting our faith in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to talk about how faith works when you have problems.